Hey, oh, what's up, Ash? How's it going? I love that. That's what? how I answer the phone when Dallin calls me. She says, hey, oh. Hey, I like it when you do that. There was one time I dared Dallin to answer the phone that way because I kind of... I think we told this story. Did we? I answered, I started answering the phone that way to everyone because it just feels so natural now. And it was like Dallin's... No, it was the, what's up from Walter, Secret Life of Walter Bitty. No, you did hey yo. I oh, dared I you to do it. And it was it was like your doctor. It was just an unknown number on my phone, but it was... So I thought it was just a a spam call or something, mm-hmm. but it was my doctor's office. She was like, hi, Dallin. She's like, oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's up, old friend? You just ordered my prescription for the first time a just few days ago. Just to tell you that your prescription is in. I was like, oh, <clears throat> thanks. Thank you. Ash, I have an email to start it off that's uh, it's for you. It's an email specifically for you. Ready? Okay. A solution. Oh, wait, this is... um called special sister name hello from maine p.s ashley you would hate it here (laughs) (laughs) thank you i know that oh i I would i would love it there in the summer yeah because it looks beautiful up there i've never been minnesota i went to minnesota for a week of work once and the mosquitoes there were like a mosquito i have never experienced before in my life i had two shirts on and they bit me a thousand times through both of my shirts minnesota are the mosquitoes bad everywhere or just where you are? It was like the Alaska mosquitoes. Were you working? With I just either? searched, are there mosquitoes in Maine? Google says, yes. There are 45 identified species of mosquitoes. Only half of them are considered biting pests. Thank you, Dallin. Just so you know. <laughs> the mosquitoes in Minnesota. 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 Um, they were bigger and more violent than any mosquito I have ever experienced. Wow. It was actually really funny because that was when I was working as a camp counselor for our church. And that night that I experienced the mosquitoes um, was a very like spiritual, like everyone's kind of bearing their testimony um, of like what they believe and, and, and how they feel about God and Jesus and, and it was the most miserable experience ever because everyone was getting devoured by swarms and swarms of mosquitoes. And there were so many kids that, and the college's rules, like we couldn't just go into any building. They had assigned us location. So we had to stay there for like two hours. And looking back, it's one of those like, oh, like, like a, wasn't that funny? Sure do. Sure do love God. But why did he invent mosquitoes? Yeah, it type was thing. terrible. Okay, well, we've gotten the first three, uh, the first few words of this email so far. She says, one of my favorite things... elusive way of telling me to shut up. I just keep things moving. That's one of my skills. One of my favorite things is that my sister and I have the same middle name, Rose. Even when... this, I'm reading this right now at the beginning of the podcast because you're always thinking about names. And we spent like a few hours the other day thinking about names. Uh, So she shares the same middle name with her sister, Rose. Even when we couldn't stand each other growing up, it was something that connected us. I want my future girls to have Rose as their middle name too. And my sister feels the same. Since you like that, since you like the name Josephine so much, maybe the new baby and James could have that as their forever connection. I love the name Josephine, but I want to use it. But I can't, I'm not going to take down, like take it away from I think, no, I don't think we need to take, 
Because James does not identify with the name Josephine, although it is one of her middle names this... or technically her second first name. She just doesn't identify with it at all. So if we just took it from James just do that. and just gave it to our second daughter, Josephine, James would never know or care. When I had James, I looked into her eyes and thought in my soul, I had a soul conversation with her. And I said, I love you so, so much. And I think you're so perfect and beautiful and special that I want to give you all of the perfect, beautiful and special names that I love. And I can't oh. just... Well, with that, I can't with that context, like, we're not just oh, going to be like... turns out we're having another girl. Let me just snatch one Actually, we're going to take away some of your specialness and give it to your sister. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's not Plus, do that. Plus, I like then. that she has that name in case... Because I get a lot of grouchy people, mainly women, who say to me, what if she doesn't want to have a boy's name? And I say to them, if Should we she, add one more thing to that? Mainly women over 60 yeah all of the girls my age love that name <laughs> or they're too kind to tell me they don't right. so another reason i like that she has it is because if she per chance hates her name when she grows up and says to herself i wish i had a more feminine traditional name she has one right there sitting right after her, her first second name first name and it's and then her middle middle name is Brighton, which so is, maybe which is very like gender ambiguous. So if she ever kind of wants to have like a gender neutral name and not a boy name and not a girl name and just kind of wants to be cool and naturey, she has Brighton. She does. She has all of the options for however her heart like leads her down this path of life. Well, we can do the same thing with our with baby number three. We keep saying this because is our we last have baby. like we have three different names. Maybe we just give her. A couple first names, couple second names. This is the thing with names. I realized what I want. When I was in the baby's room, I bought this swaddle. Um, and it's this kind of like bluish gray color. And I looked at it and I it, it like all made sense. I'm like trying to like tap into this unknown vibe that I want for this baby's name. And I like George and I like James. And the, it's because they're like cool names. Not like cool like I'm popular, but cool like temperature like they have a vibe that's not yeah like that's not warm and it it sounds weird you know like there's cool that's interesting for somebody who hates the cold no it's not like temperature like how i feel it's like like when you're editing a picture or the vibe that a cool color gives off yeah like when you look at like an indigo gray color it's very calm and strong but also like unassuming but also powerful Speaking of colors, George just said his new favorite color is brown. Yeah, he's been telling me that. I don't know where that comes from, but I've never heard of somebody with a favorite color of brown, but George is one of them. Wait, did we? Oh, so, okay. So the same middle name. I think that's really cool. It's just, I don't know if we can do that. I don't know. We could do that with Josephine. I just don't want to like take away James's. So yeah, I guess maybe we could they could share Brighton because that's technically James' middle name, and Josephine is her second first name. I don't love Brighton enough to give it to two kids. Oh, I wow. like love it for one kid. I do follow a girl Taza. She all of her boys have the same middle name Rex. Rex. So she has a Samson Rex and a Conrad Rex. Well, that's fun. Uh, We have been getting lots of positive feedback about selling the RV. I thought that more people (laughs) would be mad or sad. I don't know. I I guess there's some people like, oh, man. But it seems like overwhelmingly 
Everybody understands. We drive by RVs all the time. Utah's a big RVing place. Like lots of people have them. Outdoors are big here. And I thought I would be sad when we did it. But really, I just kind of think, I'm so glad we don't have that anymore. Like that we don't have to take care of it or think about it. I don't know. I loved doing it. If there was like, if we had this wonderful like godfather or godmother who was like, Anytime you want a trailer, I will grant your wish. I w- it would be so great. And then you just take it, and then <laughs> and then it like poofs away into magical dust, and you don't have to pay for it and all that stuff. But I I feel like our the it, monthly payments and the hundred dollars a month to store. I it, like the simplification. Those were just there's just eat at you at during the times you're not using it. You're just like, Bleh. but. So like, I don't know if we had it paid off and we had a couple acres that we could just keep it at and not have to pay monthly to store it, that would be chill. Dallin and I, I don't, I wouldn't say we struggle. Like we do really good at taking care of our home and our yard, but there are things like we need to caulk some areas and we need to power wash the, the outside of our house and and there's a couple places that need to be painted. We need to and, quote unquote pay our sewer bill. <laughs> and there's those things like weigh on me. And when we added the trailer, it was like, okay, we need to like maintain this and we need to make sure this stays clean. And every couple of months we need to do this. And it was just, I can't handle it because I do not, I'm not organized like that. I, I can handle I don't like know what you're complaining about. Cause I did all the work with the trailer. No, I did inside stuff. I can, I can. I would do it. I would like, yeah, you, you helped and stuff, but I, I mainly did everything with the trailer. I struggle with sometimes the feeling. I, I am feeling a little gonna... sad about it sometimes, but, but mostly it's kind of a weight off my shoulders, but also I'm like, oh, that would have been fun to take the trailer up to like Coeur d'Alene or. We can still go to Coeur d'Alene. But it's just different when you're staying Somewhere that's not your trailer. But also, I like that we don't have to dr- pull it for eight hours and spend... Gosh, gas is crazy expensive. That's one of the things you don't... We did the math and figured that it's the fixed costs for that thing were just like... We don't have to get into this. Anyways, it was a lot per month just just owning it. And then if you want to drive anywhere, the gas is... <laughs> it's like eight miles if you're doing good. Usually like six or seven miles per gallon driving anywhere imagine driving 10 hours freaking 20 hours down to texas with that thing freak it's expensive really expensive and then every bump in the road you're like please please don't let my fridge have fallen over <laughs> please <laughs> please make sure the tvs are still attached to the, the wall cabinets still up <sighs> like the one time we pulled over the gas station and our doors just swung our open. doors everything starts breaking our doors yeah. would all and the stripping around the door we had to like start almost just, duct taping our doors shut so they wouldn't that's open. That's one of the disheartening things about owning a trailer is things always fall apart. But that's part of the joy too. Like, ooh, what power tools do I get to buy this time? I almost bought a Brad nail gun just to have the little finishing nails Love to that. staple things back in. Those are things that I liked, but also it was kind of disheartening about just how fast it was depreciating in value. So selling it during COVID was a blessing. Anyways, what else, Ash, before we dive into some emails? Um, we Our weekend, for the most part, I want to hear about your guys' weekends. Send us your craziest, coolest, most interesting weekend stories. I follow a girl, too, who does Sunday confessions, and they're anonymous. What does she confess? No, she just lets her followers all confess things every Sunday. <laughs> And they're like crazy. How, does she, how do they confess anonymously? They just um, post it in a question box and she just 
Well, you still see their Instagram. Somehow she does it where you can't see their handle. Or she maybe she writes them herself. Like people send them to her and she writes them in. Oh, and then so she has she like she knows. Then she has like a yes it's or like no. It's like the Catholic priest. They know who it is. Yeah, and then she has like a or yes. do they? I don't know. They probably know if <laughs> it's like they're mem- the members of their right. par- parish. But then she has like a yes or no box that where people can be like, oh yeah, I do that, or oh no, I would never. That's do that. fun. We should do that. Mm-hmm. Is that? Can we copy that? Can we just steal oh, it? Yeah, who is can, it? It's the internet. You can steal anything. It's true. Her name is Balka Nina. That was my approach during high school and college. Yeah, and I love and her. And it worked great. I follow her, but people just confess like all of their crazy things they've done in their life or like <laughs> fantasies or like just Let's all start that, that stuff. And then people can just think in their head like, oh my gosh, I do that. Or whoa, <laughs> weird. That's fun. Let's do that on Instagram. Okay. We're going to start Sunday confessions. I don't know where that came from on me, but I want to start doing that. Should oh, I was talking about podcast? what we did over the weekend. Yeah. And we would just read like five or six an episode. Okay. If you want to send in a confession to put confession in the subject line and I'll just make a folder of confessions and we'll have a segment. It'll be completely anonymous. Of confessions. Can, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. And it will always be anonymous. I mean, unless you want your name, but we will be the only ones who know your and name. You can, unless like, you want to start a new email address, even. I do that sometimes. Dylan has like eight Just email start addresses. New, I did that when I was a wedding videographer and I wanted One day to when secret I find shop out. everybody else around Salt Lake. Sure, I sure. created a an email address and I just acted like a bride shopping around for weddings just to see what other wedding videographers and photographers were charging. This and it is, was great. Maybe we should name our daughter one of the names from your fake email addresses. I, f- I always thought you chose the cutest names. Kenzie Kent? It's such a cute name. <laughs> I don't know where who, I got that who from. Who wouldn't want to be named Kenzie Kent? Kenzie Kent Seeley. It's cute. Then we could just give her my email address. She's perfect. I already have her email address made for her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, if there's any wedding videographers listening, yes, I was Kenzie Kent. That, that one inquiry dead. that never responded to you <laughs> after you emailed her back. A hundred times. <sighs> It was me. It was Dallas. Stay tuned for more Taking Sides, the marriage podcast. You guys, in 2021, it's definitely okay to talk about our mental health and happiness. Humans aren't meant to keep everything inside. It makes us sick, and therapy really does help. But what is therapy exactly? Well, it's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Maybe you're feeling insecure in a relationship or at work. Maybe you're not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, don't be ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't even have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you in order to get help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video or phone or even live chat discussions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It is much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. See if it's for you because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Taking Sides listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash taking sides. That's betterhelp.com slash taking sides. 
Hey Dashley fam, it's Dallin and I have something that I'm really excited to start talking about. I have struggled with anxiety off and on for the past few years and I have also not been getting the deep sleep at night that I would like to. I've been looking for solutions and I recently turned to CBD oil to see if it could help and I have been amazed. Finding good quality tested CBD is really important and that is why I trust Onderage. Onderage is a company founded by clinicians to formulate safe and natural CBD rich products for general and targeted relief. Entourage is safe and effective. They want you to recover and not just replace your current suffering with different suffering from side effects of pharmaceutical prescriptions. I have tried Entourage and other brands and Entourage is right. Clinician grade is better. My sleep is better. My anxiety is better. Even baths are better. I would recommend the baths. Life is better. To learn more and experience Entourage's clinician grade CBD rich care, go to Entourage.com. They have oils, they have baths, they have creams to rub on your joints. Put it to the test like I did. See if it helps you sleep better at night, manage your stress and anxiety, and provide relief with chronic pain. Use coupon code the Dashleys to receive free shipping. You can also click the link in our show notes. Look into it, give Andrage CBD products a try. There's a good chance that you'll be amazed just as I was. All right, shall we dive into some emails, Ash? Yes. Here's the first one, eh? We've got one about anxiety in the workplace. And I think this one will be interesting. Um, hey, Dallin and Ashley, feel free to use my name. Okay, this is from Leah. Hey, I am a longtime follower, but I recently started listening to your podcast. I love listening to the advice you give, and I thought I'd reach out to see if you have any tips on the problem I have been having. My name is Leah. I'm 21. I've been working since 16, but I cannot keep a job. I've never been fired, but I have major anxiety when it comes to working. I've worked at a cookie shop at the mall, farmer's insurance, three different daycares, Hobby Lobby, and I've also been a professional nanny and Chick-fil-A. Oh, she's worked at Chick-fil-A. Have you ever had anxiety about work? Um, I, I don't think it's been the same this type. I mean, general, like thinking about how I'm going to do my job, but no, yeah. not, not to the point that I quit my job and get a different job. I had never had it until I started being a waitress after college. And I always thought I would be like such a cool, like romantic job. I don't even know why I thought at that. At Chili's? At Chili's. I was like, it's chill. It's easy. I love Chili's and I'll just be cute and talk to people and it'll be so great. Mm -hmm. I literally could not do it. I went through all of the training and I worked there for two weeks and I started feeling like nauseous when I had to go to work and like I could not function. And when I got there, it was kind of okay. But just like every table, I was having panic attacks. And finally, I like made my mom call in and pretend to be me and quit. And I never went back to that Chili's again in my They're life. They're like, hey, Ashley's mom, we know it's you. This happens all the time. Thanks for letting us know. I knew I had to quit. Like looking back, I should have just been like, hey, guys, I got a different job. I'm not going to work here anymore. Uh-huh. But like we went on vacation the week before I quit and we were at the beach and our family went to an Applebee's, which hashtag worst restaurant ever. But I remember Applebee's sucks. I walked into Applebee's and I started sweating and I started feeling nauseous and I like had to leave the restaurant because I was having a panic attack. That's funny. I've never had I've had other anxieties, but not related to my job. Like I go back to my workplaces and I have just fond memories like Red Robin. That was my first job. I just go back and want to order all the food that I used to enjoy from Red Robin. Yeah. I thought I would love it. I, I would have friends and I dress up in a cute apron, whatever stupid Ashley thoughts, but I hated it. 
And then when I was teaching, my first year was chill. And then my second year was a really hard year. I really liked it, but I had like a crappy boss and I just like a lot of, um, the students had a lot of like issues personally that I, I didn't, I wasn't like emotionally prepared to deal with. And then my third year, I feel like it all just kind of started closing in on me and I had to do like, I would have to like breathe in the morning and like try and like calm myself down. And like once the day started, I was okay, but like getting ready, like all weekend getting ready for the, for Monday. You had a lot of anxiety. You would have teeth falling out dreams. You would like stress about it. It ruined our weekends because you're like needing to plan and on so much just stressing for the next Monday. It was, it was really stressful for you. Teachers should have more plans paid planning hours oh yeah because it involves a lot of planning and you were really good at it i was you were so underpaid anyways okay so it sounds like leah is having so much anxiety that it turns into sickness and um she's unable to go to her job and she misses a lot of work and she ends up quitting she's never fired but she ends up quitting because of her mental health and uh now she's door dashing and she likes the flexibility it seems to be working for her but her dad is saying things like, that's not a sustainable job. Lots of wear and tear on your car. Like you need to get a better job and stuff. Her biggest dream is to be a foster parent, but she wants to, she's like, obviously she cannot support a family right now without a consistent job. So she's unable to pursue her dreams. And uh, she says her anxiety always returns in, uh, around work. So she's wondering if we have any advice for her there. Um, I like, we want to talk about what what we do to help our anxiety and kind of some other instances where we've had anxiety. The thing about anxiety is it's very personal and it's triggered by like a, such an array of different things. And if it's kind of affecting your life and you are really struggling to figure it out and to reach your goals, I think it would be so helpful to talk to your doctor or a therapist and just kind of let them know what's going on with you and that you have these dreams and these goals and something and and your anxiety is getting in the way of that and maybe maybe like some medication could be something you try or maybe like some other forms of self-help or soothing or or whatever that being said like this is just kind of down I thought we could just talk about our anxieties yeah because it shows up differently for everybody but anxiety is just Basically, your body kicking into fight or flight unnecessarily, you know? Yeah, and like what we've done to handle them. Because we both have struggled a lot with this. Me from like a very young age, probably you too. I think I've been more aware of it than or like... I I didn't... I always thought that it must just be me or I don't know, the the spirit or whatever failing but it turns out i've just had anxiety my whole life and (laughs) i never realized that but now i've realized that and i've done a few things to cope with it and i guess i'll share with you some of my tips yeah okay um so what start out with like kind of like what what are like what what triggers your anxiety kind of my anxiety it i i've looking back now i i feel like i kind of have a handle on where I've experienced anxiety in my life. I was like, you know, there's like daffodil kids or orchid kids. Daffodils are more hardy and the orchid kids are a little more sensitive. I was one of the sensitive kids. In church, like, I just feel like I needed to be told that I was enough, that I was good, that I was worthy. More often than I needed to be told, we need to be better and do better. 
And I feel like I internalized a lot more easily the messaging from church growing up and probably other places too, that like, I need to be better, do better, focus like Dallin H. Oaks gave this talk about good, better, and best things and always be focused on the best things. And I would, I would like obsess over that to unhealthy levels. Or there's a a Mormon scripture, like you should be anxiously engaged in a good cause. And I like, I was always, I was obsessing over if I was anxiously engaged in a good cause and it was really hard for me to relax. And if things were going wrong, I would personalize that to the point of, I must have done something wrong for this to happen. And that's definitely not (laughs) healthy. That's, that's not good. So I guess I would get anxious in my life whenever something would go wrong. I would say that must've been because of something I did or didn't do good enough, or I did something wrong that where I deserve this. And and God was, I, I guess, I don't know, I guess that means I envision God as like a, like, like a elementary school kid with a magnifying glass and I'm like a little ant down here or something. I don't know, but I, for whatever reason, there's probably more than one. I felt like I was never enough. I just didn't feel, I guess I had a lot of feeling of unworthiness growing up or something like that. So, and that would stem like after we got married, if you were ever angry, that I would internalize that in me, be like, I must not be good enough. Or, or if you were upset or less than happy about something, I would be like, I must not be good enough. Or if kids are crying, that would equal, I'm not doing enough. And it would just, it would obviously (laughs) kids cry all the time. So that would, that would cause a lot of anxiety for me. So 2020, I guess you could say is my huge year of stepping back and just kind of putting things to the side, I guess I've kind of put religious things in a box temporarily. And I'm just focusing on being chill with Dallin and like the human experience and the roller coasters, the ups and downs of that. And, and just, um, I'm sure I'll unpack religious stuff sometime in the future and land in a much healthier place where I'm not such a black and white, all or nothing type view and and letter law versus spiritual law versus spirit of the law will have a lot more healthy of a balance there, but it definitely got out of whack for me, like later in my teenage years and on my mission ever since then. So I guess that is kind of an idea of Dallin's anxiety. Yeah, I think we both have a lot of anxiety revolving around work. Um, Like, I feel like on days when Dallin is chill and like, oh, we can have a chill day, Ash. I'm the one who's like, (gasps) like, are we doing enough? Is our business dying? Are we going to be able to like hit our financial goals? Are we sinking? Are we rising? Like that phrase, I think it's toxic. The phrase that's like, if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. I don't really think that's true. It's just stressing so much about things when in reality, I mean, I have a TikTok actually, and I connected my phone, see if this works. That I found this guy on TikTok. His name's Andrew Murnane. Actually, TikTok has there's a whole therapy side of TikTok that's actually really good. If you start watching and liking and commenting on some of the therapy TikToks, it'll show more to you. And uh, there's a whole therapy side of TikTok that's pretty amazing. So here's one. I like uh, just so you know, it's gonna say it's gonna swear a little bit. So if you need to put on headphones or turn it down or whatever. Um, okay, here is this one. That really spoke to me personally. Isn't it fucking absurd? All of it. We're on a floating rock in the middle of space, revolving around a sun, and we don't know why. We have a body that we're able to control, but we don't really know how. We don't have to beat our own heart or digest our own food, and thank God or we'd all be dead in, I don't know, five minutes. So once you realize just how absurd this all is, you may not have to take everything so seriously all the time, and you could just have a little more fun with it. 
and simply enjoy the ebbs and flows, the ups and downs to the best of your ability while you have the chance. Isn't that good? It's like, isn't it weird that we're just on this big rock floating through space? That's been something like the, the those kind of teachings, like Dallin reads a lot of Eckhart Tolle now and I don't know who else, but like that Tony kind Robbins, of, that kind like, of belief of I'm just having this beautiful human experience right now. And I'm just going to try to think about things that I'm grateful for instead of get so caught up in, I don't know. I, again, that with my Mormon upbringing, taking things to unhealthy levels, like the, the scripture in the book of Mormon, now is the time to prepare. Like after this life, you cannot prepare at all. And eternity is the wrong thing to be wrong about stressing so much about, um, you know, if I'm doing enough, good, better, best type teachings, there's a talk by Dallin H. Oaks. Obviously, it's good to be focused on the best things, but I would take that and get like OCD about, am I am I doing the best thing right now or is this a good or a better thing? And right. that is one of the things that I have always had anxiety about, a religious thing. It's called scrupulosity. So I would take that talk, like good, better, best by Dallin H. Oaks, and I would, I would always be stressing about, am I doing the best thing right now or is this a good or a better thing that I could be... That, that I'm wasting my time with when I could be doing one of uh, like a best type. No, thing. it was like getting, I guess, very disruptive would, is the right word. Like I, I down would be on a walk with me or, or we would just be like hanging out as a family or playing, like not wasting time, not being lazy. Like we would have worked a full day and he would just not be able to relax. To be, I could never relax. relax. And I always thought that that was, I don't know. There's another scripture. Or like an if LDS you slept in 10 minutes even. Saying like, don't like, uh, it is like always wondering if I'm being a slothful and not a wise servant, bringing about anxiously engaged in a good cost, bringing about much good of my own free will and choice. Like, am I doing enough or am I being, being a slothful and not, am I being anxiously engaged in a good cause right now? That's a, another I was always like, Mormon in my mind, scripture. I would always be like, you need to watch more crime shows. Once you start seeing like the crime side of life, you realize how like rule following and good you are and how like top tier as far as your sins are. Yeah, or like maybe, aren't. maybe some of those, those watch a teachings. couple episodes of 2020 and you'll feel really good about your decisions yeah. in life. Maybe some of those teachings are good for people who need a kick in the pants. But I was one of those people that was so stressing about being good so much. I was one of those people that just needed to be told, I am good. I am doing enough. Like, I, I was always striving for this unattainable level of perfection and everything. And that just always stressed the crap out of me. So that's where my anxiety came from. And as I've started to read and study and, and hear more things like, like this guy says about like... Fucking absurd. All of it. We're on a floating rock in the middle of space, revolving around a sun, and we don't know why. We're, we're floating on a rock through through this in unimaginably large universe, and we're just having a human experience right now for a few years. Teachings like that have really helped me to calm down and relax a little bit, and not take things or my not take myself so seriously, and just chill a little bit more and try to enjoy this imperfect, beautifully, perfectly imperfect human experience, and just try to find things that. I enjoy and set goals for the day and, and a plan. And once I've done most or all of those things, like just try to allow myself to chill a little bit. And like so things like that have been really helpful. Value, value downtime, put like, put like an actual value on it. Like this is valuable to my mental health, yeah. to my family, to my interpersonal connections. Like me going mountain biking is not me being lazy. It is not me like screwing off work. It's not me being a failure. It's me taking care of myself and 
and enjoying my life and having like a, a truly happy moment and and kind of like redefining those moments for sure I think for you and for me too like I have that too where I'm like I'm just I'm not I could be like teaching my kids how to read more or I could be figuring out another food blog or I could be um like making another vlog or or cleaning my house or organizing my pantry or making sure there's not dog hair on my baseboards like these things that eat at me that's interesting see you have different anxieties than me yours is, revolves around cleanliness Mine was well, like and achievement an achievement, I guess. And, yeah. and personal like security, like, am I safe? Mm -hmm. Do we have enough? Are my kids like set up? Like, am I prepared for anything? Yeah. So like if I go on a walk or if I like read a book for like, you know, like, or like watch a show or when the kids nap, if I nap, like I always used to be like, like I need to be doing, 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 doing. Like there's a hundred things I need to be doing. So I'm not a failure. So I'm not a slob. So I'm not like someone people are going to be embarrassed to know or like, like leave my house and be like, oh, she's a bad mom. Those kind of things would eat at me. That's so sad that you would think you're a bad mom for leaving the house. Not leaving the house, like having a house that wasn't perfect. Huh. Mm -hmm. see that's just something i don't relate to at all like but that's something that's so big in your mind and that's so interesting to think about like so many other people have things that are so big in their mind that that their neighbor it isn't even crossing their mind you know yeah that's like a part of my anxiety another part i think it might kind of coincide with yours i'm not sure i stressed a lot like a lot a lot about image and timeline like probably had an undiagnosed eating disorder growing up, like what people think about me, um, like body dysmorphia, a lot of anxiety about that and, and like fitting in and, and being seen and noticed, like, how can I be seen? How can I be noticed? How can I not just be like a wallflower? And then also a lot of anxiety over, am I doing the right things at the right time? Am I staying like in the pack or am I falling behind? I think that has a lot to do with mm, maybe like not spoken family expectations, but kind of like family culture. Like when, when women in my family have done things, like I wanted to be doing things at those same times um, concerning like marriage or, or graduating from school or having kids or having how many Oh, like kids. if somebody else in your family got married by age 24 and you, you became 25 and weren't married yet, like that's It was like out. F fail, like. Oh man, that's sad. And I wasted so much time. Like and that's I, funny because there are millions of women out there. There are other women that are stressing about that too, but there are also well, <laughs> many women that are like. I'm not getting married right. till I'm 35. Or I something. have these friends now. I have this one friend. She lives down the street and she's like, I like her so much because she literally does not care about what anyone like about the norm or the cultural norm or the family norm. She just does what makes her happy and what works best for her life. And that's why she does it. And that is like a hundred percent good enough reason for her to make these big decisions, like decisions about childcare or decisions about working or decisions about like, those were the big things for me hmm. and like the things I stressed out forever about. And, and when I talked to her, she's like, of course, well, I just do this cause I wanted to do this. And, and I choose this for my kids because it's what works best for my family and for me and helps me live my dreams and they're, they, they're happy too. 
And you're like, whoa. And I'm like, holy cow, she's <laughs> such a, like, she just does things. Yeah. I had like this epiphany last year. Like, I've always just like, I think, put like, I don't know if it's idolized or been highly like competitive with my older sister secretly. Mm-hmm. I've talked to her a little bit about it and she's like, I had no idea. Like, I literally had no idea and didn't care. Like if, if my sister got a certain grade in a class, she was always a year ahead of me. Like I had to get that grade so that people didn't think she was like better than me. Yeah. So that I just, and she had no idea. Like, and it didn't help that she was like a genius and highly like popular and, and just like out there and, and, and at ease socially. And I was so not at ease socially. And anyways, and, and I think she's smarter than me. She always, it was just easier for her to do everything. So like I just competed with her through everything and it doesn't help that she got married at 19, which is fine for her. But I was like, after I turned 19, I was like, I have to get married. And if I'm not married at 19, like I'm just behind and I can never catch up. So like up. toxic comparing yourself to competitiveness others and- comparing. Yeah. And so like between the ages of 19 and 24, I was a wreck. Like, why am I not getting married? Why am I not finding someone? Why, why is no one like interested in me? Like, what can I do? Where can I put myself? Should I major in something else to be more attractive to guys? Should I wear different things to be more attractive to guys? Should I live somewhere else so that I have more guys around me? Like just stupid idiot stuff where I could have just been living my life and actually thinking about what well, I you wanted to do. You weren't a stupid idiot. That's just stuff you had been told your whole life growing up I wasn't, to base your worth off of. No, I interpreted it differently. Like, like mo- most of the women in my life have been like, oh, I really liked this major and so I did it. And oh, I really wanted to go to this school and so I did it. I was the only one I think like doing these things because other people did them and found success in it versus like me actually wanting to do those things Hmm. kind of thing. So you just, it's just, I just saw what worked for everyone else and I wanted that to work for me versus doing what actually would work for me. So I was just always miserable. There is a term for that. It's called locus of control. Like, do you have an external more of an external locus of control or an internal locus of control? I would be like, oh, this is what my mom did. I have to do this or I'm not going to like have the success that she had in this area. Or, Maybe that's might be the right, that may or may not be the right or word. Or this is what my sister did. So I have to do it this way or I won't get the same thing that she got that I also want. Versus like, I should just do what makes me happy and we'll probably come to like the same happy end, but just from different paths. So like in, in terms of you, like your dad may be looking at you and telling you like, oh, a DoorDash job isn't the best job for you. Like you shouldn't be satisfied with this. Like I wouldn't be like speaking as your dad. Oh, this is talking. This, we were talking to Leah again. Yeah, Leah. From the email. And, and, and I don't agree with that. Like you need to be doing what this job seems to be a really good job for you. And it seems to be working really well for you. And your successes are going to be different than his successes. And the things that make you happy are going to be different than the things that make him happy. But like, ultimately you both can find happiness, but you're going to find it on different paths. Like you have different struggles than he has. You have different interests. You have different desires. You have different hopes, dreams, and wishes. And don't value his, the don't value the things that he values more than the things that, that you value. Like don't put, that's what I did. Like, oh, like this is what I like, but this is what my sister likes. So my sister's this incredible person who I love and admire and respect. What she likes must be better than what I like. So I should try and get what she likes. 
that kind of stuff. Like your dad may have this idea of a job that's better for you that you would hate. So you, but like, don't quit the job that you're thriving in and like to pursue the job that he thinks is better for him slash you. Maybe that's where your anxiety is coming from. I don't know, but it seems like you just like Leah, I, if I were you and I relate to you in some ways, uh, not about jobs specifically, but just around, um, like what I'm doing, my approach to life in general, always trying to be enough for other people, you know? I would take some time and just say, you know what? I don't care about what other people are thinking of me. I'm going to do what is enough for me and set my own goals and yeah. just please myself. I heard another thing on t- therapy TikTok. There are only two people you need to have get the earn the approval of in this life. And that's your eight-year-old self and your 80-year-old self. I liked that. Yeah, like think of so your like, goals. So like be thinking and- of what you want, what your goals, what do you want to work towards and then map out a little plan that will help you get there and don't let anybody else get in the way of that or what anybody else would approve of or disapprove of and don't be stressing about if you're doing a good enough job. It sounds like, I don't know what it is, like please find like uh, maybe betterhelp.com would be a good, uh, a cheaper option for therapy for you but maybe... Maybe you're stressed so much about doing being good enough for other people that 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 you have a self-fulfilling prophecy and it stresses you out so much that like you quit you before you get you think you're inevitably going to get fired when in reality you're just fine. You're just on this rock floating through space trying to find something that fulfills you for a few years until you die. You know, like maybe you can just stop stressing a little bit about what well, other people are thinking about you which and is, just set your own goals and say i'm good enough because this is what i like this is my plan that i'm working towards and i'm going to do my best at it and my best is enough leah just know like we say these things as two people who have gone to therapy for our anxiety yeah and, and probably did, still should it be. didn't start out that way we were like we have marriage problems and we got there and he was like no you guys have anxiety problems <laughs> yeah and so crazy. like we're saying all these things as two people who got some help understanding ourselves and understanding how to like best work with our anxieties and work through them and or work around them or work with them and our goal in doing that was to be happier in our marriage and our work and it helped so much. So like we so much. we can't recommend like talking to someone, talking to a professional enough. It helped us so much just even just most of it was just figuring out like what is causing my anxiety and what are some good healthy ways to deal with my anxiety. To rewrite those stories that have become so entrenched so automatically told to yourself in your head. And to validate myself and to and to maybe be brave enough to choose a path that helps me more than it impresses others kind Mm -hmm. of and she sent a cute picture of her puppy in full birthday regalia and it's what kind of dog is that a golden doodle golden doodle cute little birthday hat thanks for sending in leah you're awesome don't just 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 put yourself first for a while and it'll feel selfish but just sit with it and be like look i'm awesome I'm a human having a human experience right now. I'm going to set my own goals and work towards them. And while I'm on this rock floating through space for another 60, 70 years. Okay, cool. Welp, all you beautiful people this week. What's coming up for us this week? Well, we were going to go to South Dakota, but now it's getting pushed back a few weeks. Yeah, we're not going to South Dakota Because it was going to be freezing up there. Apparently, it still gets freezing temperatures up there in May. 
why I don't live in South Dakota. Um, I have my 29 week appointment. I'm doing my glucose test. I get to be there at 7.45 a.m. tomorrow to drink a bottle of sugar and then get my blood drawn. It's all very, very exciting. Um, What's coming up for you? Our kids are in swim lessons. I Now that we don't have a trailer, I'm debating whether I want to keep my one-ton you know, giant truck or trade it down for maybe a little smaller truck. I'm yeah. looking at the Raptor, which is a freaking sick truck. And there's one that's coming available soon that I might want to swap mine over for. It's a few years old and it just looks pretty awesome. Dallin is a very like thorough purchaser. I'm kind of more like, I just want to go see it. And if I feel good about it, I'll get it. I don't know. Whatever. Like with basically everything in my life, but like with the big things, like with the trailer and then with his truck, this was like three months of his life where he like researched everything about trailers it's like mike my uncle mike you remind me so much of him really? like when he gets like an interest it's like he masters i've watched the all the youtube videos yeah, about like, ford raptors he like like right now my uncle mike is into snowmobiles and he knows everything about a snowmobile uh-huh. like how you know about i'll like every anytime i come in on you like at night or like if i walk by the bathroom i just hear like stats on raptors playing from <laughs> your phone <laughs> 2007. It's really great for me because I am not that person. Like buying the trailer, like Dallin knew every model of trailer, the specs, how they lined up against each other, price, like details, everything. And he was like, Ashley, these are my two favorite. Which one do you like? And I just knew that they were the two best ones for us. Or like with the truck. For a solid seven months. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> That's how long we studied about it too, probably. Because freaking trailers were so hard to get when we got them. Yeah. No, but right now his big interest is, is a Raptor something that I want? And he knows if you have any questions about Raptors, Dallin can answer them for you. What I really want is the new 2021, but I don't know. I guess it's going to be really hard to get one. So what I'm thinking is that I'll probably get this one. It's a 2019 and then the 2022s are going to be a lot more easy to get your hands on. And if I really love a Raptor, maybe I'll trade it in, trade it up for a uh, 2022 when those come out. Watch this. Watch this. This is just, it's so impressive to me. It's like an impressive level of Dallin memorizing credit card numbers, which is also one of the greatest blessings of my life. <laughs> Dallin, what are the differences between the shocks of the 2018 and the 2019 on a Raptor? This isn't that impressive. <laughs> I think it's so impressive. <laughs> I'm why like, because i'm just like I don't it know. just takes a, a bit of research and you learn this is my brain my brain's like well they're probably just better because it's a year newer so it's probably better there was a major upgrade from 2018 to 2019 but i thought also the 2018 some people liked better because they're a little more cadillac-y a little softer but the 2019 they upgraded to a fox live valve suspension system where it automatically adjusts based on your riding style and preference and if you're you know turning sharp or in the air or not like if you go off a jump it'll sense that you're in the air and it'll stiffen the suspension so that your landing doesn't like bottom out and Dallin tells me this and i go well isn't that just better but apparently it's a little stiffer <laughs> on the day-to-day but it, a lot of people said they haven't noticed a difference and they like it better and stuff so that's what um yeah i, I don't think that's that impressive but i think I it's so cool thinks it's really impressive i just so. never do that stuff and then I stress about, is it going to be good enough? 
or yeah. what I want. Oh, it's going to be good enough. Not your Raptor. Like, if you have a Raptor, no, tell me and tell me all the things you like and don't like about it, what to look for. Anyways, love you guys. And we will see you next week. Hope yeah. you're enjoying the podcast. Send in your emails of any question or anything you want our take on to taking sides with the Dashleys at gmail.com. We're excited to hear from you. Did we say give us your confessions? Oh, yeah. And if you have confessions, send in with the subject line. We could line, play that song. Uh, These are my confessions. And we'll just have a segment of the podcast that people need to get something off their chest. <laughs> the confession segment. This is going to be fun. I'm excited for this. I think it'll be cool. Okay. See you guys.